All men are created equal, but they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. Fight, liberty, and the If liberty means anything at all, it means the right to tell people what they do not want to hear. Make America great again. The Big Mick. Welcome back to the Big Mig Show. I am your host, Lance Miliaccio, and as always, George Ballantine, my co-host at my side, cranking away, doing what we do. He's always got the production. Of course, a new new shirt. Nope. When doesn't George have a new shirt? He's the swag master. That's his code name. It's, it's his actual call sign from here on out, the swag master, because at the end of the day, this guy's got more shirts from more different companies than anybody I know. George, how many shirts do you have now? Seriously, politically driven shirts. I, I, actually, it's funny you mentioned that because I had to, you know those hangers and you can put those little things on the hangers so you could hang two yeah. at a time? I started doing yeah. that today because my drawers are just stuff. But people in uh, Big Mac Mafia <laughs> yeah. are t putting like, trying to guess what color shirt I got on. I and, see that. And Did I they actually, get it right today? I actually had a white color shirt picked out, but <laughs> then I said, wait a minute, it's Friday. Let me go Red Friday. Remember, everybody deployed. You know, I hear you. Gotta I hear you. Support our military and our vets and so everybody. Nobody, so nobody got. Are they, are they running a pool over there? Is that what's going on? They're we don't gamble, Lance. Mafia does not gamble. <laughs> no, are you sure? I don't know. All right. <clears throat> well, the Big Mig Mafia and subscribers, we always appreciate you guys tuning in. Without you, there wouldn't be any reason to do the show. We appreciate all of you. Um, honestly, the downloads on our podcast are going through the roof. It's a big deal. The audio casts are just, uh, and we've gotten, we're listed now on a bunch of international platforms. Those are blowing up. So if you haven't already wow. subscribed, if you got a favorite podcast, whether it's Apple, Google, or otherwise, make sure you subscribe to The Big Mig Show. You can get your fix even when you're in your car. You'll be able to listen to the audio files. George has perfected the audio. He's getting better than ever on the production. I got to give him credit. He's figured out some other tricks Got him up his sleeve, but he's using him, and it's obviously improving the production quality of the show. Yeah, yeah. up the short sleeve. Yeah. Uh, listen, as you guys know, tip of the spear. If liberty means anything at all, it means the right to tell people what they do not want to hear. And you know on this show, that's what we do. There are no sponsors that tell us what we are not allowed to talk about. We don't take deals like that. We were offered a sizable um, monthly well, I'll, I'll give you the number. They, they offered us $25,000 a month to take the show, but there was a list of topics that we were no longer able to talk about, and we refused the deal. We won't ever be bought. There are no book deals, no dark money, and no foreign money supporting the big maid. So we count on your support, whatever you can do. If you can subscribe, if you can give us a one-time Rumble Rant tip, if you can go over to Locals and do a paid subscription, if you can go to, uh, obviously, Twitter for the paid subscription, it's on the Big Mig Show on X. I said Twitter. I guess I'm still hooked on the old Twitter name, even though I can't stand Jack Dorsey for what he did to that platform. <laughs> so, um, you know our plan. Educate you. Bring in the right receipts. Bring in the proof. Bring in the evidence. Bring in the right guests, just like we will be doing again tonight. And then, of course... Hopefully, through that education, we can unify the country. We're trying to get away from the MSN or anybody else lying to you guys and mis, uh, misquoting, misinterpreting, creating false narratives. Here on The Big Bang, we hope that we always bring you the truth 
and the power of the evidence and the power of the right guest. So we've got to unify the country. It's a uniparty in D.C., and we're not going to fix this if we don't work together. Uh, of course, they want to keep us divided. They want to keep us racially divided and politically divided and demographically divided. Their plan is to obviously have us infighting so they can continue with their chicanery, their malfeasance, their misfeasance, their corruption, their stealing, their bribing, and all the rest of the dirt they do in D.C. They think they're above the law. I have to tell them they're not. I believe that Donald Trump is going to be back in office, and when that happens, I believe accountability is coming. Accountability along with consequences for that accountability. So I got to tell you, uh, if they call on George and I to help in D.C., you know that we are going to answer the call no matter what department it's in. Uh, we, we, that's our plan. So anyway, seaofmud.com, uh, patriotic apparel for the whole family. As you know, great American patriot owns the company, amazing products, and it isn't just clothing. You've got tumblers. Obviously, the one I drink out of very often, great thermal tumblers on that ad. You've got the Stanley Cup Anti. They just have tons and tons of products. At the end of the day, beardvet.com. You know, these guys, you can get tumblers over there. You can get your ammunition. You can get all sorts of other products. You want to go to beardvet.com. Great guys, great company, and we really appreciate their support. Get over there and buy some products and support them. 12-ounce bag for $12.99, which I still think is one of the best deals on the Internet for coffee. I've looked around in their roasting process. They've got it nailed down. I'm drinking some right now. Fantastic. And they have the Keurigs. So tonight, we're going we're gonna to kind of a red light interview, meaning that I think what, what Joe Carson is going to bring to the table tonight is extremely important. Um, the information, yeah, that there's <laughs> one of the people that wears our shirt regularly, Donald Trump. Um, Joe Carson is going to bring some information. George, throw up the thumbnail real quick. Okay. Here we go. Oh. Up. So I'm not trying to scare you, and I'm not trying to frighten you. You know, that's never our plan on this show. We just want to tell you that the, the system that our government alleges that's going on, uh, that's got to do with protecting the country, uh, isn't working. This whistleblower thing, you've seen him on the show. We've had many whistleblowers on. It's dangerous, right? I mean, you had Sonia Labosco telling you how they pulled air marshals off of the most dangerous flights in the U.S., and those flights are unprotected at this moment. Our skies are unprotected. And why? Because our air marshals are down on the border making sandwiches for illegal immigrants. They're serving lunch. Complete misuse and really ineffective use of our government assets like the air marshals. Uh, you've got Kyle Serafin, Steve Friend, Garrett O'Boyle, uh, Steve Gray, other whistleblowers for the FBI. You found out how weaponized they are and how criminal it is. George, you can bring us back up. Um, so we're, we're talking about something that doesn't make a whole lot of sense when it comes to our government agencies and what they're telling us. Joe Carson is no different than any of the rest of these people. He's been sounding the horn for quite some time. And if you think about it, he, he, he's working in the Department of Energy, and his information is direct at the source. He's been obviously yelling from the mountaintops to tell you that there's potential for a nuclear catastrophe because whistleblowers are being ignored by the Department of Energy. 
I want to give you a little bit of his bio because it's 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 really obviously uh, I got to tell you he's got a hell of a bio here. Not many people can say this. So Joe Carson is a PE, which you guys know is a professional engineer. He's a decorated veteran of of the nuclear navy. So he's a nuclear safety engineer in the U.S. Department of Energy and an eight-time prevailing federal agency whistleblower. His whistleblower about worker and public safety issues and his non-violently confronting the resulting lawyer-led campaign of reprisal contributed to the passage of the Energy Employee Occupational Illness Compensation Program Act, by which over 100, hear this number, you guys, 135,000 former DOE workers have received over $20 billion in compensation because of Joe. For over 20 years now, his personal post, 9-11 mission, has non-violently confronting what he publicly testifies as decade-long, decades-long, Think about that. Compounded continuing law-breaking in federal agencies. Now, you guys know this is a hot topic for us. We say that they're breaking more laws than any other citizen in the United States. U.S. Office of Special Counsel and the U.S. Merit System Protection Board that repeatedly failed to protect him from what he experienced at the hands of DOE lawyers and managers. This has included four trips to the U.S. Supreme Court. He publicly claims a law-breaking puts America and civilization at unnecessarily increased risk of nuclear 9-11 or other existential catastrophe. So he's moving on. We've got some information to him. We're going to get him on here. There's no reason for me to really talk about a lot of this because he's going to talk about Kathy Harris, which I'm very interested to hear about. Uh, and he'll explain who that is and the importance of this. George, let's go ahead and bring Joe in. Welcome to the Big Mig Show, Joe Carson, PE. Well, thank you for having me, uh, Lance and George. I hope that my message, and I want to tell all the audience, I'm a licensed professional engineer. If what I'm saying here is not truthful and objective, I can and should be disciplined by my licensing board because its rules of professional conduct require people like me to make claims like I'm making in a truthful and objective fashion. I'm quoting the rules of professional conduct. The lawyers I'm up against will do whatever they, they consider it their sworn duty, their sworn duty to prevent any resolution of my whistleblower disclosures to protect their clients, these agencies. So I'm reaching out and saying, well, since I've been to the Supreme Court four times and you keep hiding the ball, I can't ever get a resolution of my disclosures. I will put a bounty on my own head and say, file a complaint against me with my PE board so I have a chance to make my case. This country is an increased unnecessary risk of a nuclear catastrophe, and the lawyers in DOE and Kathy Harris, they just say, I'm going to protect my client, my employing agency, the public be damned. Well, Joe, I want to start a little bit. I want to get a little bit of background because I want to find out. Obviously, we know there's lots of classes of submarines. Sure. I, I don't know if that's your, really your start down the nuclear road was on those subs in the Navy. Is that where you got your initial nuclear training? Yes, I have. A, I had a Navy ROTC scholarship to the University of Rochester. I graduated in 1976 with a degree in mechanical engineering. As a senior at college, I went to Washington where I was interviewed by Admiral Rickover. And he asked me why I wanted his program. I told him I wanted to be a better engineer and engineers in his program were better. There are a lot of ways you're going to find a better engineer, but I think one way is an engineer who will stick his or her neck out to defend the public health and safety and the performance of professional duty. That's the bottom line for engineering ethics. And that's what I've been doing now for over 30 years. So if, yeah, I think that I served on, on nu two nuclear submarines mm -hmm. from 1976 to 1982. My first nuclear submarine was a ballistic missile submarine, the USS Lafayette. I served on it for three, uh, they call them uh, deterrent patrols. 
And then what I'd class a, was that? Was that a Nautilus or a Seawolf? What what class of nuclear sub was that? It was actually the it was the head of the class, a six 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 sixteen. The Lafayette gotcha. was SSN BN six sixteen, and it was the 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 head of the class of the six gotcha. me, the six sixteen ballistic missile submarines. Then I volunteered and was reassigned to a uh, the USS Phoenix SSN seven oh two, which was a fast attack submarine. It was under construction at electric boat in Groton, Connecticut. And I served on it for like three years. So I actually, on the Phoenix, I, I was involved with the construction and testing of the ship's nuclear power plant. And then I, I resigned from the Navy in 1982 after six years of service and started working as a contract engineer at commercial nuclear power plants. In the 1980s, America was still building a number of commercial nuclear power plants. I worked as a startup and test engineer successfully at, at, at three different commercial nuclear power plants. And that was during you. the 80s. Married, started a family, and the new construction of nuclear power plants in, in America had wound down. So I took a job in, in uh, with DOE, um, and, and I could go into the background of DOE. It's it's a, a tale like no other tale of any other federal agency in many ways. But I was hired to be an essentially an OSHA, OSHA Occupational Safety Health Administration. You have to forgive me. I'm a federal employee for too many years. I'm going to keep using acronyms. I'll try not to, Lance. Actually, oh, I, I want to tell you that our audience is pretty familiar. We've had a lot of ex, you know, we've had like Mike Flynn, an ex-Brigadier General, Anthony Tata. We get a lot of military special forces on our show. So acronyms are, acronyms are not really out of line on this show. The only thing I do want you to do, though, because our audience is probably not familiar, they hear Department of Energy, and I bet you most people assume that um, Department of Energy has got to do with you know, green energy and our oil reserves, strategic oil reserves, they don't really understand or identify that it's, that it's deeply, obviously it's the only real agency that controls most of our nuclear, uh, you know, our nu nuclear vertical within our government. Can you explain a little bit about that background so the audience gets that? Because even sure. myself, I'm not as familiar with that as I should be. Well, you, the movie Oppenheimer last year was pretty, pretty well, widely regarded. That was the Manhattan Project. The Department of Energy is the direct descendant of the Manhattan Project. Um, so it, it has the missions that you mentioned, Lance. It does do things for green energy, conservation, all forms of energy. But a significant part, about a third of its mission, about a third of its mission is nuclear weapons. A third of its mission is environmental cleanup. And a third of its mission, I'm talking its budget, would be other things, including all the, all the things you just mentioned about uh, energy in all its various forms. But the Department of Energy, it's 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 an agency. It's been an agency unto itself because it had the nuclear weapons mission, and the nuclear weapons mission was considered of supreme national importance. So the Department of Energy was basically allowed to self-regulate for forty years. And you mentioned the sick workers. That's one result of the Department of Energy's self-regulation for worker safety. Another result of the Department of Energy's self-regulation for the environment is. The third largest liability on the federal budget balance sheet or the federal balance sheet is the estimated cleanup costs for Department of Energy sites, $500 billion. And when I started in, in the Department of Energy in 1990, it was less than $500 billion. The country has spent, what, maybe uh, 30 years, I'm going to say three, $300 billion to clean up these sites in the last 30 years, and the estimated cost is now higher than it was 30 years ago to, for, mm. to, to complete the cleanup. Um, yeah. It's, and, and why, so I'm kind of getting ahead of myself, but an essential reason we had this worker safety disaster 
an essential reason we have this environmental disaster in the Department of Energy is legal ethics. The lawyers for the Department of Energy, they are open about it. They are hired guns. They will do whatever they can get away with to protect their client, the Department of Energy. And fools like me, you know, we're just... Don't well, have much Joe, of a grand chance. Let's let's st- let's stop there just for a second. I want you to expand on that just for a minute. So, what? You, you, obviously, we understand uh, how how dangerous attorneys are when they're hired <laughs> by people with inside the government, and and what levels they will stoop to, uh, even to the point that they will violate the law when it comes to our own government. And it doesn't matter whether they're law attorneys within the department of justice or attorneys right. that work at the OIG's office, right. the criminality is just nonstop because you know, they, they, they hide behind sovereign immunity. That's one of their most powerful tools. Right. They act like because they're a government agency that puts them above the law, even, even to the point that they believe they are above the Supreme law land, the constitution itself. Yep. Uh, you mentioned oath, we know for a fact that many of our government agents, uh, even in the executive branch, Kamala Harris and others, have never signed their oath of office. They've taken their oath in public, but they don't have a fully executed oath of office. And I was going to say that to you. You might want to check on Kathy Harris or the rest of them file a FOIA. You may find that they have no correctly executed oath of office. And the oath of office doesn't have any wiggle room. That is supposed to be signed and placed in, within 30 days of when they start fulfilling their elected position, and it's also supposed to include an affidavit. So a lot of them don't even, uh, they don't have the correct affidavit, they don't have a fully executed oath. They'll mm-hmm. send you a copy of the oath of office, it isn't signed, it isn't notarized, yada yada. So you might check into that. But when you say that they'll do whatever it takes, you know, give me some examples of how the criminality of these agencies, you've gone in, you told them we have a major issue, people's health being impacted, you whistleblown. Maybe pick a specific right. event you whistleblew on. Well, I want to go back a, a little bit, Lance, in that I took okay. an oath. I took an oath when I became an officer in the Navy. I also took an oath when I became uh, an employee of the Department of Energy. Mm-hmm. And the oath that federal agency employees take is word for word the same as the oath that are taken taken by members of Congress and mm-hmm. well as the head of agencies. So all the two million federal agency employees, they've all taken the same oath, oath of allegiance. Okay, and yeah. part of that is is why I'm plugging away here thirty plus years later. I took an oath. I told Rick Orb I'd be a better engineer. I took an oath as an officer in the Navy. I took an oath to be a professional engineer. I took an oath to, to be a, a member of, uh, an employee of the Department of Energy. So darn it, I'll do my duty. I'm showing my ring here, if you can see it. I'm named for a New York City fireman, my grandfather, okay? 9-11, those firemen ran in to do their duty, okay? I'm having a nice life. I will do my duty. My duty as a professional engineer, my duty as a, as a federal agency employee, come what may. The stakes are too high. All right. Joe, uh, what do you think is the most so your question, dangerous? Your question again is to go back to what the lawyers do. Yeah. Well, the lawyers think they have a duty to defeat what I'm trying to do. They they, they look at their legal ethics and, and Lance, we look at legal ethics, they're so, it's sociopathic. I will do whatever I get away with to protect my client. That's legal ethics. That's legal ethics, Lance. So if you're a, a Department of Energy employee and you got someone like Joe Carson saying these people are unsafe, your duty is not to protect the worker. Your duty is to protect the Department of Energy. Okay? And that's the case across the board in every agency. We have a real issue with legal ethics as opposed when applied at least to government agency attorneys. All right? Uh, in my case, 30 years later, what's it reduced to? 
Engineering ethics on one hand, legal ethics on the other, nuclear weapon material in the center. How's this going to work out? That's what's really going on here. Yeah. Well, it's no and surprise. I'm still employed. Still have a high security clearance, okay? Having a nice life, all right? Please listen to what I'm saying. Let me ask you this, Joe. What do you think the most dangerous thing that going is going on right now? Give me the top two most dangerous things that are going on inside the Department of Energy that you have attempted to get fixed and they're ignoring you. All right. Well, this is this is going to – you're of a certain age. You remember Rube, Rube Goldberg, right, the, the drawings of all the crazy things to get things done? Mm -hmm. So I mentioned I took an oath when I became a federal agency employee. Federal agency employment is, I'm using, I'm using air quotes, merit-based. And that's a result of the Civil Service Reform Act of 1978, which was a post-Watergate reform and part of Carter's, uh, one of his major platforms of getting elected to be the president was to reform the federal civil service because Nixon really politicized the agencies to reward his friends and punish his enemies. All right, so merit-based means you're supposed to be hired on merit, promoted on merit, demoted or fired for lack of merit, as opposed to your race, your sex, your age, your political party, who you're a family member, who you're sleeping with, who you're paying off, whatever, you know, merit-based. Now, when Congress, you know, Lance, do you have any idea how many federal agencies there are? You <laughs> know, uh, honestly, I don't, but it's nauseating. I know that we don't need about 75% of them, but go no. ahead, Joe. Give me the number. Over, how many over are 400. There? Over only 400. There's nothing like small government. <laughs> nothing like small okay. government. 400 agencies. So you're Congress and you're trying to create a system for merit-based federal agency employment. So you want to have one system, not over 400. Okay? That's one. Two, you don't really trust agencies to police themselves about their employment practices. So Congress creates this, you know, so Congress creates these two auxiliary agencies called the U.S. Office of Special Counsel and the U.S. Merit Social Protection Board to protect merit-based employment in all 400 agencies, or almost all 400, not the intelligence agencies, not FBI, but the vast majority of all these 400 agencies, okay? So what's good about that? What's, you know, I, I told you the reasons, but what can be bad about that? All right, so Lance, I, I ask rhetorical questions. We, a human being has about 12 major systems in their body, you know, digestive, skeletal, uh, circulatory. So Lance, if I were to say of these 12 Lance, I'm going to which ones you want to be the healthiest, <laughs> the healthiest. Come on. Which one? Yeah. I, I mean, mean you, you go a lot of them, but which one would you pick? I mean, obviously the circulatory system feeds everything else without that. You're probably in serious trouble. All right. I mean, that's a, that's a valid answer. But my answer is my immune system. Oh, it yeah. keeps the rest of it healthy. Okay. Right. My point is these, these tiny agencies, Office of Special Counsel and Merit Protection Board, they are the immune system for merit-based employment for 400 federal agencies or 2 million federal agency employees. And when your immune system is corrupt, you'll never be healthy. That's and how is immune analogy. system corrupt? An immune system is corrupt when it doesn't do its function. You know what I mean? It's a, a, a corrupt by omission. It mm -hmm. doesn't protect federal employees from... Uh, you know, not uh, what the what the terminology is prohibited personal practices or corrupt federal agency employment practices, which includes but is not limited to whistleblower reprisal.
So after I went after DOE for 10 years, got this law passed, I realized I'm wasting my time because the source of corruption in DOE is outside of DOE. It's the Office of Special Counsel and Merit System Protection Board that don't protect me. But while DOE attorneys singled me out, I was another face in the crowd to oversee an MSPB. They're corrupt across the board, left to right, top to bottom for decades. And they're corrupt by omission. They don't do what they're supposed to do. Am I making, am I making sense? You're making total sense because obviously uh, we, we talk about the executive branch, about it doesn't matter whether you're being proactive or inactive when it comes to your duties. Inaction and not performing what your obligation is and what your job description is is just as bad as overt action. Because at right. the end of the day, our government has become very good at not doing what they're supposed to do. They always forget that it's government for the people, by the people. But when it comes to agencies like the DOE, being in, you know, misapplying the law, not paying attention to whistleblowers, which, by the way, is required by law that if you see something, right. say something. It's an actual obligation. It's no diff different than misprisions of a felony. If you're a government official and you become aware of a felony, and it doesn't matter, this goes for citizens also, you are obligated to report that felony. And when you don't, you become a co-conspirator. Now, I believe that's the same thing about the whistleblower application. Mm -hmm. If you read the laws, I believe that if you don't whistleblow, you can you can effectively become part of that uh, error within government or part of that issue within government. But of course, none of that happens, right? They, The supervisors, Joe, and I don't know how you've dealt with this part, what we hear from all the whistleblowers and all the agencies that have been on our show and also other people we talk to behind the scenes is that the supervisors are some of the worst. You take it to them and say, hey, by the way, these drums of nuclear waste are leaking down on uh, dock mm -hmm. eight. And they go, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. They do this thing routine. You know, it's you know, all of a sudden, it's see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. Now, is that the experience you had, Joe? Well, to go back 30 years when I got the, when this ordeal started, I was identifying a lot. And I put identify in air quotes again because I really wasn't identifying. Identifying a lot of significant worker public health and safety issues in these Department of Energy facilities. And when I say identify in quotes, other people knew they existed but they were afraid, skeptical, or apathetic. You get my point? It wasn't like I found something and nobody else knew about. But when yeah. I reported the things that were wrong and I reported the people who were afraid to report it, that's when DOE started to come down on me like a ton of bricks because then DOE is not just fools, they're knaves, if you're making the distinction. Yes. Okay. Now, let me let me uh, uh, go back and then try to try to go uh, forward. Um you know, with, I, I mentioned for the last 20 years, my focus has not been so much on DOE because it's, 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 up, it's upstream corruption that permits a downstream corruption, mm -hmm. right? And I'm your typical engineer. I analyze and get to the root cause, right? And mm -hmm. try to fix that. Um, but I'm up against legal ethics. I mentioned I'm a professional engineer. I'm a mandated reporter, regardless of risk to my job. That's in my rules of professional conduct of the state licensing board, okay? That's there. One reason I'm still employed is I may be a prisoner of conscience, but I can point to an objective standard that mandates what I'm doing, mm -hmm. okay? DOE knew I was a professional engineer when it hired me. I'll be a professional engineer when I'm done with DOE. So just like I'm pointing to my grandfather's ring, I'll be a professional engineer. We'll see how it plays out. And the stakes are pretty significant. We're not talking about the deep fat fryer at the local eatery. We're talking about nuclear weapons material and much else. So, and I'm still employed, all right? 
the course of my job to say the truth to you, well, you know, I'm 70 years old. My kids are raised. I got a good retirement. I'll be fine. I'm worried about you and yours and us. So let me go back. So if I'm an attorney, they'll say, I'm a mandated non-reporter. Got it? Yeah. So, so if the super, you know, you're talking about the supervisor, the supervisor says, my subordinate raises a concern. The attorney says, ignore it. The supervisor is probably going to take the direction of the attorney. That's what, you know, that's, you know, that's how these 100%. systems tend to work. And let me go beyond that. Cause I, I, I'm, I've been to the Supreme court now four times. I'm trying to test out this law in part because of me, Congress passed the law in 2017 that makes it a critical element. A critical element means in the federal system, if you don't if you don't meet it, you can be terminated for that cause in, in your performance plan. A critical element in your performance plan. Mm-hmm. In part because of me, now every supervisor in every federal agency has a critical element saying you will not <laughs> ignore your whistleblowers. And but Joe, you know I'm going to hold you there for a minute. We're going to take a quick break like we have to do. When we come back, we're going to let you dive right back into that topic about exactly uh, what, what it takes to meet that critical element. Uh, stay tuned, everybody. We appreciate your support. It's the Big Mig Show. You know, don't go anywhere. We're going to have more information, more truth. Stay tuned. Be right back. for your toughest jobs or your most rugged excursions. Introducing Sea of Mud Apparel, your go-to destination for clothing that embodies the relentless spirit of rural America. We were blue collar before it was cool to say you work for a living. Let your clothes speak for you. Embrace quality, comfort, and the American way. Shop now at seaofmud.com. Patriots, listen up. It's time to wake up and smell the freedom. Beard Vet Coffee is here to fuel your American spirit. This isn't just coffee. It's a battle cry in a cup, a declaration of love for the land of the free and the home of the brave. Crafted by the hands of those who've walked the walk, talked the talk, and, yeah, grown the damn beard. Vet founded, vet focused, and beard operated. This is coffee with a mission, a purpose, and a testament to the unyielding American spirit. It's a tribute to the tireless resolve that courses through the veins of our great nation. This is the taste of victory, the flavor of freedom, the coffee that stands as firm as our belief in America's destiny to lead and never to kneel. Beard Vet Coffee is more than a brand. It's a legacy steeped in the principles that make America great. It's for those who stand with pride under the stars and stripes, who uphold the values that light the torch of liberty for the world to see. So, are you ready to supercharge your day the American way? Beard Vet Coffee is not just a choice. It's a declaration of independence from mediocre mornings. Bold, brave, unbound, brewed for the American patriot. Beard Vet Coffee, make your mornings great again. 
I'm excited to announce that we're having our biggest Christmas sale ever. You get our brand new six-piece My Towels for only $29.98, or rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper as low as $99.99. Or how about MyPillow bed sheets for as low as $24.98? There's something for everyone. Duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, bolster pillows, and so much more. Well, I know my pillow products make for the perfect Christmas gifts, so I'm going to extend my money-back guarantee until March 1st, 2024. So go to MyPillow.com now or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get huge discounts on all my pillow products. For example, you get our six-piece towels for only $29.98 or get your very own MyPillow bed sheets for as low as $24.98. It's our biggest Christmas sale ever. Get all your shopping done now while quantities last. Welcome to the next generation of warfare, psychological warfare. In modern conflict, the mind is a potent weapon. Discover General Michael T. Flynn's groundbreaking guide, The Citizen's Guide to Fifth Generation Warfare. Unlock tactics, strategies, and the mindset to navigate this cognitive battlefield that we all find ourselves in. Equip yourself against manipulation and emerge unscathed. Unleash your potential. Order now. Welcome back to the Big Mig Show. Here with your hosts, Lance Miliacho, George Ballantine, and our guest, CEO whistleblower Joe Carson. Before we get started, I want you to um, go to seaofmud.com. Go buy the Big Mig shirt. Use the promo code in all caps, the Big Mig. You'll get 15% off anything in this store. Seaofmud.com. Go there now. Buy a Big Mig shirt or buy whatever you want, but include a Big Mig shirt with it. Beard Vet Coffee. <laughs> go there. Beardvet.com. Get some good coffee. Made by some great, great guys that support a lot of people in this movement. And, of course, you have none other than Mike Lindell. Canceled all over the place, and he's still fighting for us every day. He took a beat. beast. MyPillow.com. Use promo code THEBIGMIG. Get yourself a nice set of Giza sheets. I like Giza sheets. You never know. I could be laying there in those Giza sheets with you. Never know anybody. Or Lance. But, um, Joe, I have a question real quick. Because every whistle, every uh, whistleblower we had on, they've they've gotten pretty much screwed. They've you know they suspended no pay, and we know this is a whistleblower act, protection act. Right. Uh, so are you how? What was your situation with that, real quick? Yeah, you know, <clears throat> there were a couple of touch points where I could have been unemployed, unemployable, but for whatever reasons, I want to want to say luck, faith. You know, or I have an important mission. Uh, I'm still on my feet. Right. And and I was I was technically right if that means anything. Well, and with enough people who realized I was technically right, just doing my job. That you know that some people the attorneys wanted to grind me up, but enough enough other people were saying, "Oh, he's he's doing the right thing." I'm not Superman. If everybody in DOE had a knife out for me, I'm a greasy spot. Please, all right. I don't want to I don't want to put pawns on everybody's heads. I get along fine with my managers. I realize. It's the DOE attorneys were telling them to ignore me, you know. So there we are. All right, Lance. Um, before we get going, you, you want to play his video? You want me to play it? 
Yeah, go ahead. Why don't we do that? So let's go ahead and start with that, and then we'll get right. right back to where he so was So we're going to play Joe's video. This is I'm just going to say it's a safety video. It's really important. It's all about safety. Let us know what you <laughs> think in the comments. Have you faced any retaliation or reprisals for any of your testimony or anything on these lines? Yeah. Be quiet. <laughs> well, they can dance around the issues. They will leave DOE behind. Castellan don't help, Granholm don't help, well they're no friends of mine. Say, say, we can say what we want to, it is America the free. And we must say what we see and set the truth free and have true skiwi. Skiwi, skiwi, But they will dance, they will dance, and lie. And lie. And if you don't tell the truth, then what is that called? Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. They can help if they want to, but since 1979, our referees blow that tweet, but it's always defeat. Kathy Harris gives the truth a black eye. Say, we can act if we want to. If we don't, nobody will. Nuh-uh. DOE is you and me. Do you realize Kathy, for your safety, has no will? And say, she will dance. They can dance, cause Kathy Harris is in control. They can dance while you take the chance. They're lying and your health is poor. They can dance while you take the chance. Watch everybody sit on their hands. They can dance while you take the chance. Everybody's taking the chance with their unsafety dance. Kathy's unsafety dance. Kathy's unsafety dance. While you take the chance. This doesn't sound right. No. In the meantime, they tell you this. We have to work together to foster a safety-conscious work environment, or mm -hmm. SKIWI, mm -hmm. where employees actually Skiwi. feel free to mm -hmm. raise concerns mm -hmm. without fear of retaliation. Skiwi. They're dancing around that issue. She's got all our lives and mine. As long as they abuse whistleblowers' truths, everything will work out wrong. Uncle Joe, you can stop it if you want to. Maybe Jill can help you find that Kathy Harris taking chances with her unsafety dances, and she's really no friend of mine. I say, we can stop this load of crock, get everything back in control. Miss Harris must say, President Biden, the truth I do withhold. I swear to God. Chuck Schumer, this is not a rumor. He's going to block my final vote. Whistleblowers took the chance. Now their reports must advance. The unsafety dance. The MSBB. The unsafety dance. Since 1979. The safety dance. Their lawyers. It's become unsafety dance. Kathy Harris, unsafety dance. Whistleblowers protection. The unsafety dance. Joe Carson has filed this. The unsafety dance. For the past 20 years. The unsafety dance. And been ignored. It's her safety dance. This is not safe. Miss Harris takes a chance. With DOE lives. Oh, it's her little dance. Biden. Merchant. Oh, it's the unsafety dance. Merritt Garland helped make this dance safe again. And that's the way it is. Here and now. Wait, it's Joe Carson, P.E. on the phone. You better take that call. Yeah. It, you know, uh, I, I can imagine that probably made some waves. It's great that you uh, put that together. I think it seems funny, but if you're really listening to the words, it's not really funny. Has Kathy Harris heard that song? I have to presume so. I mean, I send her emails. <laughs> yeah, and I imagine she tries to ignore you. Joe Biden clearly will ignore you. If it doesn't have to do with ice cream or sniffing children, it's unlikely that he'll focus on anything other than falling down. Uh, you know, we've got a major problem there, obviously, installed uh, candidates. Kathy Harris, by the way, who put her in her position of influence and power? Hmm. Well, uh, okay, so Kathy Harris, and believe it or not, she represented me about 20 years ago for a short period of time. So I've, I've known Kathy Harris personally. 
She's made a lot of money out of representing whistleblowers, and now she's kind of the fox watching the chicken coop to make sure whistleblowers aren't protected by the government so they can spend their mortgages hiring people like her. Mm. You know, there's, there's a, do you expect, uh, you know, Lance, do you expect personal accident attorneys to lobby for safer roads? Right? No. There's a cottage industry of, of whistleblower yeah. protect, of, of federal agency uh, uh, dispute lawyers. And they don't want the system to work. They want to have you have to hire them to fight it out in court. Yeah, they're right. identical. Which is why it's me. Why is it me saying the prince has no clothes? Well, Look at all the special and, and that's interest the, making that's bucks the problem, out of the broken right? system. I mean, it's just like personal injury attorneys. They don't want to fix the system. They're not going to fix big pharma. It would no. put them out of business. Right. They're hoping for the injuries. So the same yep. thing that you're describing here, it doesn't surprise me that the government, if Kathy Harris was effectively fighting for whistleblowers, of course the government wants to take her off the playing field. You take off a chess piece, and by you know putting her within government, yeah. that chess well, piece is now it, off the field. No, it's, 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 it's more of a small little cycle. For her to get in that position, the other attorneys that represent federal employees have to all, they can't blackball her. So mm -hmm. she really can't rock any boats. You get my point? Yeah. It's, it's a little, it's, it's a very closed little system that, uh, you know, Kathy Harris, she, you know, everyone knows her. She knows everybody. We're not going to rock any boats. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll say I'll do some good things, but not really. And, and all right. So you, let me go back to why, sh why should uh, the, the typical listener care? Okay. The typical, typical listeners probably in the private sector will say that the, you, you're exposed to asbestos, you're exposed to live electricity, you have some unsafe working conditions in your place of employment. Who are you going to go to? OSHA, right? Mm -hmm. Now, say that OSHA employee wants to file a concern about his his or her findings about the unsafe conditions in the industry, that you know whether it be meat packing somewhere else or being suppressed by his or her supervisor. Where do they end up? In front of Kathy Harris. Okay. Or the, or the organization she leads, the Merit Protection Board. So we have a lot of the countries regulated by federal agencies, and those regulators, if they can't do their job in regulating things in the private sector, they end up in front of Kathy Harris and the Merit Protection Board. All right, so being the engineer again, you start your car. You have all the warning lights come on. Why? Well, so that you know that the warning lights will work if they're necessary. I worked in nuclear submarines. I worked in commercial nuclear power plants. One of the key things we would do regularly is check the alarms. Why? Because if you have a broken alarm, whoa, ho, ho, wait, that means something can go wrong and I won't know about it? No, that, no, 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 no. That is serious. My allegations of Kathy Harris and her predecessors is they will not sound the alarm that the system to protect people like me from reprisal is broken. They have a positive statutory duty to make that report. They will not make it. And I can go to the Supreme Court a dozen times. They will do whatever they can to prevent any objective resolution of my concern that they're misinterpreting their statutory duties. And they do it in the name of legal ethics. And you know what, Lance? I went to the D.C. bar that licenses Kathy Harris, and they said to me, that's what she's supposed to do. She has no duty as a, as a lawyer to actually implement the laws she took an oath to implement. But if she doesn't, then she has a duty as a lawyer to cover it up to protect her client. What? I'm the nuclear safety engineer and she can do that? What? How can, what? I still can't make any sense out of this. But that's legal ethics. 
But what's interesting is covering up a broken law is actually a serious violation of their oath, their oath right? Whether it's their legal oath or their oath to the well, United States. Not you, according you, to the D.C. bar. The D.C. bar says cover it up. Yeah. Yeah, the D.C. bar is a criminal entity, obviously, some of the worst. They'll constantly seal a case that might effectively help defendants across the country. Well, it's it's a standard that. operating procedure. But you talk about Kathy Harris is awaiting a final sentence con confirmation uh, vote to become the chairman of the U.S. Merit Systems Protection right. Board. And you're saying that one senator could stop this and it could really turn the tide for everything that you're trying to get done. Tell me a little more about that. Okay, well, normally... Um to, to most confirmations in the Senate happen by what's called unanimous consent. So they may have a, a whole bunch of names and they'll say unanimous consent. Nobody, nobody objects. Then they're all confirmed. It happens, you know, more efficiently, right? Mm -hmm. If only one Senator says, I will not allow unanimous consent, then they have to have two floor votes taken up floor time. Okay. A lot of things the Senate wants to do. They don't want to, to take up floor time. We went through this last year with all the, uh, the military officers that the one Senator, in Alabama, he said, I won't, I won't allow unanimous consent. And some of the senators said, we got to do two votes for each one of these hundreds of, of flag officers. We, we got to shut down for everything else. Okay. So that, that's a prerogative of a senator to do these holes. They use it for leverage. So I've written a couple of questions for Kathy Harris to answer. And if one senator were to say, I'm not going to allow unanimous consent until she's answered these questions, I think it would break the logjam. And then we, because what I'm actually asking for, Lance, I'm not asking for Kathy Harris to come to my lawyer to interpret the law. I'm asking her to go to the attorney general. Because within the federal system, unified, uh, what, the uni unitary theory of the executive branch, you mm -hmm. can't have one agency suing another, okay? Mm -hmm. Right? Wouldn't make a federal agency. So within the executive branch, the attorney general is the ultimate referee if two agencies don't agree as to how it was to be interpreted. Now, yes, you can go to the court and the court could overrule what the attorney general says, but within the executive branch, that would be. Civil service laws impact over 400 agencies. So any agency head could ask the attorney general, how is Kathy Harris interpreting this law that she will not report whether federal employees are adequately protected from reprisal? And, and that's what she is trying to prevent. She's trying to prevent her own attorney general from interpreting the statutory duty. Can you see how corrupt this is? Yeah, I do. Mm. You know, and I saw in that dance video that, you know, obviously you, you, you were making an appeal to Merrick Garland. Uh, He's the know. attorney general. Yes. Right. Yeah. And, and, I, and I have to be honest with you. I think it, it, it's unlikely that he will take any proactive uh, action because I think he is just as corrupt as so many mm. others in D.C. at this point. We've seen what he's allowing to happen to President Trump across the country. And I don't think he's only allowing it. I think he's motivating mm. the people behind the scenes and he's influencing people. I don't think it's likely. Kathy Harris appears to be playing for their team at the moment. I don't know if that's really the position she yeah. wants to be in, but it appears that that's the position she's taken. So, you know, uh, and you, you could be right, Lance, but I, I took an oath as a federal agency employee. Rule of law is Merrick Garland should, inter should interpret this law. And if you interpret the same way, the way that Kathy Harris is doing it is okay. I may not agree with it, but I'll accept it. But then we have it. Yeah. You know, no, 100%. For all the other I mean, laws that, that apply to Kathy Harris, the, the MSPB has issued regulations that, tell, that elaborate how it's to be applied. Mm -hmm. For this particular duty, no regulation. Not in have, 40 years. 
Have any of the senators or congressmen gotten back to you on you asking them to make sure they ask Kathy Harris these questions? Not to this point, no. Yeah. It's incredible because we see that so often. You know, they, whenever the camera's on, they'll stomp their feet and, oh, gosh, this is really awful. We're going to – we better hold another hearing, another committee. We better subpoena some people. But at the end of the power, at the end of the day, they never really use their real power. And there's so many rhinos within the House at the moment. It just seems like it's just a lot of blah, 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 blah. Nonstop BS. And that's the hard part, right? Because you want you want to find somebody that really cares about their job and cares about the safety of the country. Um, you know, I want to, sure I want to I find a senator that, that believes in merit-based federal agency employment, that you, federal agency yeah. employees should be able to do their jobs competently in a trustworthy way without having to look over their shoulder. Yeah. Well, I well like, how you, many other parts of the world, Lance? Let's, 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 you know, if you had a globe there spinning around the world, how many are basically just kleptocracies where the oh, people, yeah. where the people, the, the 1%, the elites, whatever, they want a corruptible federal, uh, car, corresponding to a federal civil service. Why? Because it's easy to steal that way. Yeah, and they, and want they, the and they have hate, one. They They've want people really to effective. hate the government to yeah. not even think it could be a tool for the common good. I think about the leverage that these independent groups have on our own government, whether it's the UN, the WEF, the WHO. You look at that, that you know, incestuous criminality of these, these different NGOs and foundations and the, the Clinton Foundation, Trilateral Commission, COM 300. You know, the list goes on and on and on. And they have an undue amount of influence on our own government because a lot of our own members are conspiring with them. I mean, Klaus Schwab shouldn't have the influence he has. Bill Gates, who the hell is he to tell us what we should be doing with our health? He shouldn't have that kind of authority. Why? Because he has money. But again, it's the elites versus the people. That's why we always talk about unifying on the show. Well, hey, George, let's right. throw so up Joe's have, website. It's like a pretty basic question. You're going to trust the engineers and the doctors and the lawyers who took oaths to do their duty, or you're going to not? And if you're not, well, sorry. I deal with nuclear power. Like it or not, it's complicated. You have to yeah. spend a career learning how to do it safely. I'm sorry. It's not something you just pick up in an afternoon, you know, but then George, you have to trust me to actually do my duty. Yeah. Or else we shouldn't have nuclear power plants. Joe, tell us about your website and maybe how people can get involved in what you're doing. All right. Well, a few months ago, to, I'm trying to expose or end Kathy Harris. You know, it's pragmatic. If enough people tell Kathy Harris that stonewalling is not working anymore, we want answers. Well, she's going to have to give some answers. Okay, so I created a website. I think you have the, the uh, URL. It's uh, stopstonewallingmspbmarriagesystemprotectionboard.com. And we have petitions there that people can sign. Uh, we'll have links to the, the video you, that you showed. Um, I, and my next step is, again, I mentioned I'm going to have people, uh, you know, I'm going to have people file a complaint against me on my PE board and see if they'll do something. You know, I'm trying to create enough... Um, talking with you enough public awareness of it so that people just can't. So her stonewalling will not succeed. That's it. She, she, you know, and I was to go back, I was raised Catholic, Catholic schools for 12 years, never abused, but there were abusive priests in, in the schools. Okay. That's, mm -hmm. that's a proven fact now. Um, why did it go on for decades? Well, you had the lawyers defending the Catholic church saying, hide the ball. I'm being a good lawyer. Yeah. Kathy Harris, you know, once I give her credit, she considers a sworn duty to prevent any resolution of my whistleblower disclosure to protect her client, mm. no matter how many people die. And I'm saying that's no, no, no. Engineering ethics is now in fully engaged with legal ethics. 
with quite high stakes. Look at the way we're living. Utterly dependent upon this society on its engineered underpinnings. Okay. So, Joe, people can sign a petition there. Yes. They can make donations there. Is it? Uh, is it a no? I'm not. I'm not looking for money. Okay. I got you. Okay. Just, so, just, just, just sign just, the yeah. petitions and call their own candidates that represent them at a state and federal level, and right. and bring this up to them. Send them links to the website. Yeah. And, and you, I want to tell you, feel free, Joe. After this episode is up, George will do the edited version. He'll uh, you know he'll get a chance okay. to edit and fix audio. Feel free to take the interview with us. Put it up on your website. Thank you. We're happy to let you do that. Use short form or long form content. We'll be disseminating this across the globe. It won't just be the U.S. Obviously, we'll push it as hard as we can because this is a, obviously a big topic. Well, my, my challenge to you, Lance and George, is ask Kathy Harris to show up. She wants to be nominated. She wants to be confirmed in this job. She should be auditioning. And yeah, let's, I see how she, let's see how she stonewalls you, too. I, I'll send her an invite. I, I think it's unlikely she'll respond, yeah. but I'm more than happy to do that. At the Big MIG, we like full transparency. And to be honest with you, we've had people that are left-leaning on the show, you know, nonpartisan and right. conservative. We're obviously conservative constitutionalists at the root. You know, George and I are God, country, family guys. George, yeah. I, you know, obviously, I, I, you, there wasn't a lot of opportunities. George, no, tell us some stuff that you'd like to hear about. Is there um, anything you want to add to here, George, or ask Joe? No, I just signed a petition. Um, Thank you. I'll make sure the links are in everything. And I'm going to message Miss uh, Harris. Lance, let me message her. Yeah, we'll she might want to. Remember, like, uh, I'm thinking of, of Rush Wimble would say, so many days until so-and-so. You may, if You're indulging me to think of this, but if you could put somewhere on your show. We've been, we've been asking Kathy Harris now for how many days? Right. Yeah, Still Rush Limbaugh is the king of that. Dan Bongino takes a, a card out of the Rush Limbaugh playbook, as does Scott Pressler when it comes to Rona McDaniels. But, you know, it's interesting. Our, our congressional, uh, you know, members, our executive branch members, our agency members, they have become very good at insulating themselves and acting like they didn't get your message they aren't going to take your call. They're not going to respond to your questions. They're going to be evasive. They're going to be divisive. And they're going to, you know, turn around and tell you, I have no idea what you're talking about. Meanwhile, they get caught on camera talking about it 15 minutes prior to that call. It's disgusting. Uh, it's a major problem. And when it comes to nuclear power, obviously, many people, that's a concerning topic. I mean, that, that nuclear waste in itself is a major issue. You mentioned behind the scenes that they were supposed to spend 500 billion on cleanup and they only spent 300 billion and now the price is probably what two or three times that amount to do the same cleanup they could have done we've heard it over and over again and uh you know joe i appreciate you coming on the show it's always great for our listeners and subscribers to get uh people that are on the inside like you at the department of energy and that have the incredible background you do not only as a professional engineer but even all the way back to serving our country we want to thank mm -hmm. you for your service we appreciate that. Nuclear submarines have been one of our top uh, biggest deterrents to, you know, world uh, world right. nuclear war. I mean, obviously, many people are concerned about that. I don't know how, how they fit into the infrastructure nowadays because they've got UAVs and so many other things that the Chinese and everyone else are working on. So, Joe, is there anything else? Is there social media or anything else you'd like to share with our group where they can follow you to get more information as it comes forward? Well, or just the uh, website. I mentioned the website and, and George and Lance, if you were to um, ping Kathy Harris and, and you know I'm a bulldog, if you'll be a bulldog and saying we're not going to let go of Kathy Harris until she shows up and answers some questions. Um, yeah, we're happy to do know, that. Lance, we're happy to You know what would be great? I, I get yes. a hold of Kathy Harris. She comes on this show and we sneak Joe on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
up, surprise. <laughs> She'll probably hang up, George. She'll probably terminate the connection. Uh, but I'm game for whatever, you know, nagging and going after people at the big MIG. You know, we talk about it. There isn't anybody, as far as we're concerned, that's safe. It doesn't matter what side of the aisle they're on. Because for us, we want to fix the country. We want, to, we want America first. And it's not only because of Donald Trump. It's at the end of the day, I trust him because neither party wants him. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. The reason I want Donald Trump back in there because I don't think he's corrupted. He's not corrupted by the money, the power, the influence. He already had all those things. In fact, he probably had more power and influence prior to becoming president of the United States. They've done so much to obviously undermine and attack him. I mean, even that newest uh, that newest uh, assault on him in New York, just a corruptible judge. Anyway, listen, Joe, thank you so very much. We're out of time for today. I want to thank our listeners and subscribers again. If you guys like the show, if you like the content, you guys can reach out to Kathy Harris and tell her, don't be a freaking coward. Go on the big MIG. They've got some questions for you. We'd like yep. answers from her, and we want to know why she's not doing the right thing, why she's shucking and jiving as most lawyers are. So that's a challenge from the big MIG. All the listeners and subscribers, send her an email. Tell her we, the Big MIG wants to interview you. When, when are you going to do it? Just harass her as far as I'm concerned. MSPB at MSPB.gov. That's the, that's the general email. MSPB at MSPB.gov. Marisol's Protection Board. So There you go. So That'll we've got the me. email. You guys have it. If you like the show, thumbs up, comment. Uh, obviously, that helps us with the Rumble algorithms and all the other algos. If you're not following us on social media, you want to follow G. Ballantine, The Big Mig Show, at Lance Miliacho. That's obviously on X. On True Social, Getter, Gab, LinkedIn, CloudHub. Uh, you want to find The Big Mig, and you want to find George Ballantine, his full name. You want to find Rich Asparza, on True Social and on Getter, and of course, Lance Miliacho on those other platforms. And remember, if you're listening to AudioCast, subscribe to us on any AudioCast platform you're on. We're all over the place now. You can't not find us at the moment. Nobody has suspended us or booted us off yet. <laughs> and I use the word yet because you never know when it's going to happen. But at the end of the day, we're going to keep putting out truth, keep putting out the evidence. Thank you, Beard Vet Coffee. We love you guys. It's beardvet.com. And thank you, seaofmud.com. Uh, we appreciate everything you guys do for the show. If you would like to sponsor the Big MIG, reach out to gb at thebigmig.com or lm at thebigmig.com. We're always looking for people that want to save the country, that are like-minded, and obviously believe in our mission. That support, whether it's private party or whether it's individuals that believe in the show and would like to become a bigger part of the show or business that obviously want to get a further voice we are growing leaps and bounds you can go take a look at where we're at and we're all over the place at this point so thank you very much everybody george last words for anybody last words uh this monday we got a big interview i'm just going to give you her handle her name and i'm gonna leave it just like that she goes by stilettos and shotguns that is her name she'll be on here monday she's bringing some heat she's packing heat i'm telling you see you guys monday have a great weekend for your toughest jobs or your most rugged excursions. Introducing Sea of Mud Apparel. 
your go-to destination for clothing that embodies the relentless spirit of rural America. We were blue collar before it was cool to say you work for a living. Let your clothes speak for you. Embrace quality, comfort, and the American way. Shop now at seaofmud.com. Patriots, listen up. It's time to wake up and smell the freedom. Beard Vet Coffee is here to fuel your American spirit. This isn't just coffee. It's a battle cry in a cup, a declaration of love for the land of the free and the home of the brave. Crafted by the hands of those who've walked the walk, talked the talk, and, yeah, grown the damn beard. Vet founded, vet focused, and beard operated. This is coffee with a mission, a purpose, and a testament to the unyielding American spirit. It's a tribute to the tireless resolve that courses through the veins of our great nation. This is the taste of victory, the flavor of freedom, the coffee that stands as firm as our belief in America's destiny to lead and never to kneel. Beard Vet Coffee is more than a brand. It's a legacy steeped in the principles that make America great. It's for those who stand with pride under the stars and stripes, who uphold the values that light the torch of liberty for the world to see. So, are you ready to supercharge your day the American way? Beard Vet Coffee is not just a choice. It's a declaration of independence from mediocre mornings. Bold, brave, unbound, brewed for the American patriot. Beard Vet Coffee, make your mornings great again. I'm excited to announce that we're having our biggest Christmas sale ever. You get our brand new six-piece My Towels for only $29.98. Or rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper as low as $99.99. Or how about MyPillow bed sheets for as low as $24.98? There's something for everyone. Duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, bolster pillows, and so much more. Well, I know my pillow products make for the perfect Christmas gifts, so I'm going to extend my money-back guarantee until March 1st, 2024. So go to MyPillow.com now or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get huge discounts on all my pillow products. For example, you get our six-piece towels for only $29.98 or get your very own MyPillow bed sheets for as low as $24.98. It's our biggest Christmas sale ever. Get all your shopping done now while quantities last. Welcome to the next generation of warfare, psychological warfare. In modern conflict, the mind is a potent weapon. Discover General Michael T. Flynn's groundbreaking guide, The Citizen's Guide to Fifth Generation Warfare. Unlock tactics, strategies, and the mindset to navigate this cognitive battlefield that we all find ourselves in. Equip yourself against manipulation and emerge unscathed. Unleash your potential. Order now 